Today's guest is Jonathan Sadock, Managing Partner and CEO of Paragon Ventures. Jonathan talks about how the momentum for M&A and HME is the strongest it has been since 2011, when Medicare launched its competitive bidding program. He says well-established, profitable, and contractually strong HME companies stand to benefit in an M&A market where demand for their essential services is at an all-time high. Listen to find out how he would describe the M&A market in one word, what he sees as the biggest deal this year, and more. I'm Liz Bollier. And I'm Teresa Flaherty. And this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Stay with us. This episode of HME News in 10 is sponsored by the HME Data Bank. The HME Data Bank has the data you need to make knowledgeable decisions and move your business in the right direction. Determine your market share and track your competitors with the most comprehensive database of Medicare statistics available. For more information and to subscribe, visit www.hmedatabank.com. Here we go. Is everyone here? I'm here. I'm here. Teresa. All right. Roll call complete. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome to uh, HME News in 10. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me here. Awesome. So we're talking in November, and a good chunk of the year has passed by. How would you describe the M&A market for HME in 2021 in one word and why? Wow, one word. Okay. I'm going to use the word successful. And and the reason for that is that there's a lot of available capital in the market, and there's a lot of demand for HME providers currently, the the pandemic, along with the associated advancement of technologies, have really put a spotlight on the home and alternate site providers of healthcare. And HME is an essential service and becoming even more so in the eyes of buyers and investors. So in such a highly active merger and acquisition market, I have to add the word frothy, another term that comes to mind. And and the reason for that is that there's a short supply of well-prepared available companies. And along with the supply chain challenges, the ventilator demand that was during the early days of the pandemic, the Phillips recall, there's been a lot of challenges to successfully consummating transactions in 2021. Jonathan, what surprised you about the M&A market this year? I think the one thing that really surprised me the most was the breadth and depth of the active buyer pool. We have seen renewed focus from private equity firms that are investing specifically in the HME world and also the horizontal integration that's coming from other corporate buyers that are bringing synergistic opportunities, whether they come through pharmacy or nursing or med tech into their business model. Interesting, Jonathan. What would you characterize, you you did say this year was a successful year in M&A, what would you characterize as the biggest deal of 2021 so far and why? Well, the largest in terms of of revenue and total economic value 
would be the transaction that was announced in December of 20, but uh, came to fruition in February of 2021 when ADAPT and AeroCare merged. That certainly was the biggest deal out there. But there have been other really big deals that we would be remiss not to mention, including Apria going public again in February of 2021. As you might recall, Apria was publicly held when they were acquired by the Blackstone Group back in, I think it was 2008, for $1.7 billion. And now the Blackstone Group, while retaining some of the equity, has brought Apria back into the public fold and is doing quite well. So while these multi-billion dollar transactions get headlines, there's been a lot of notable transactions announced in 2021. Jonathan, along with the, um, as you said, the headline grabbers like Adapt Health and Apria, there's also a lot of smaller deals getting done. Your company, Paragon Ventures, announced it completed four deals in October alone. All of them were um, respiratory-focused. Why is that a hot market in the industry these days? I think there's a lot of reasons why respiratory is such a hot market. Certainly, the pandemic has put some focus on the world of respiratory through it all. But the emerging trend that I'm seeing is an increasing focus on the, the patient experience. And whether that experience is in a store, in a facility, or in a home, I think that what we're seeing is that the relationship between the provider and the patient really starts on a local basis. And many of the providers that are out there today are looking to connect with the patient where they live. And HME has always done that. Interesting, Jonathan. Of those deals that Paragon did in October, I noticed one of the buyers was a, a national provider of pharmaceutical and healthcare services. Um, and I think you touched on this previously, but can you talk a little bit about buyers from outside the industry coming back into the industry? I think that's one of the things you noted about this year, and that was something that was representative in, in, in your deals this year, too. Uh, I can. And actually, the transactions which we announced in October, I think the one you're referring to is when KPH acquired Mara's Home Care. A lot of people might not recognize KPH as the acquiring company, but they might be more familiar with Kinney Drugs, which is is a a drugstore, pharmaceutical and healthcare services company based in the Northeast. And Mars Home Care, a family-owned HME company specializing in respiratory and, and rehab. And this is another example of how companies are adopting horizontal integrations or cross-sector business models that drive not only profitability, but synergistic value. And you're seeing that a lot, I believe, in a lot of different areas, such as uh, CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Walmart. The world of retail sales of HME products is growing, and a lot of these type of pharmaceutical companies, healthcare companies, are evolving. And without the time and expense of dealing with third-party reimbursement, retail can become a more profitable business model 
with very strong sales and operating synergies for these companies. Jonathan, how has the Phillips recall impacted the M&A market? Well, you know, there, there are certainly challenges for providers. There always has been. This is not the first time that the HME providers have had to deal with a recall. I actually recall myself the health sign recall of the SIDS respiratory monitors back years ago. That came at a time when there were literally tens of thousands of these units that were recalled. And it was very interesting to see providers scramble, as they did, to deal with that. But when it came time, a year or so later, it was in the past. Just as the Phillips recall will one day in the future, thankfully, be in our past. On the M&A front, certainly buyers are aware of the recall. And it's interesting to note that some of them have concerns that have derailed them as buyers entirely. While other buyers have seen that recall as an opportunity to turn adversity into advantage And it's but another hurdle in the never-ending challenges that healthcare business owners have to deal with in providing care. We mentioned, Jonathan, you mentioned earlier APRIA going public earlier this year. So now we have APRIA equipped this year, potentially Rotec before the end of the year. How has the increasing number of public companies in HME, how is that impacting M&A? So... There have always been public companies in HME, even before APRIA, but some of these come as a result of acquisitions or mergers, and others come from a predictable life cycle of private equity investments. And that's certainly what happened with APRIA. But what I think is the really interesting metric here isn't the publicly held companies by themselves. They're certainly part of the overall mix, but What I believe is really interesting are the private equity groups investing in HME, respiratory, sleep, and medical supply. They have had a very obvious increasing appetite to acquire healthcare companies, including HME providers, respiratory companies, medical supply companies. And some of them like to fly under the radar as owners but they promote and support their portfolio companies many times through add-on acquisitions. And I think there's been a flurry of that in 2020 and 2021, such as as, uh, Prompt Care you may be familiar with. You know, they were incorporated in 1985, and they attracted a private equity investor in 2011 called Midmark Capital. And then in 2017, the company was traded again from Midmark to the Halifax Group. And, and then in August of 2021, that business was acquired by Wad Capital in a transaction exceeding $400 million. In addition to that, I think that one of the things that's really starting to be a factor in mergers and acquisitions are, um, uh, here's another publicly held company, Walgreens. And their declaration that they want to meet seniors where they are, whether that be in their stores, digitally, or in the home. 
and HME has always been a pathway to home for many patients and a trend which I believe will not only continue but intensify as we improve clinical management through technologies and services provided in the home. Jonathan, how will M&A close out this past year and how will it start in 2022? Exciting. I think there's more of the same on the horizon and I believe that the pace of transactions will continue to um, grow as we're seeing the strongest momentum in the HME sector since the announcement of competitive bidding in 2011. Although some HME providers continue to be challenged to grow revenue and profitability, many as a result of reimbursement challenges and increasing costs, but the demographics do continue to deliver increasing demand, and new technologies are creating operating efficiencies that continue to improve profitability. The overall HME sector today has fewer but larger companies, and I think this is partially one of the results of competitive bidding, but also increasingly the cross-sector business models that we're seeing with some of the big insurers that are owning, you know, their own companies, not just being on the insurance side of things, but actually being healthcare providers themselves. And in 2022, in mergers and acquisitions, I think that the laws of supply and demand are playing well in the favor of well-established, profitable, and contractually strong providers. Interesting stuff, Jonathan. Thank you again for joining us today on HME News in 10. Always my pleasure. Thank you. Be safe. You. <laughs> you too. Bye now. And that's HME News in 10.